Okay, Terry, you know, you and I have discussed a lot of things over time. I mean, you know, it seems that what we have in common are dead bodies, unsolved crimes, unsolved disappearances, really. Or or firearm owners, too. Yeah, or firearm owners, too. So what do you think of all of these new laws uh, Connecticut is putting in place, and do you really think that they work? Um, I think that when they lowered backup for Sandy Hook took place there, and they lowered the amount of the, um, I guess you'd call it the magazine sizes, yep. I didn't really have much of an issue with that, yep. but that was mostly going to impact mass shooters. Right. Um, I would argue with people that were obviously much more anti-gun control, saying, look, if I'm caught or anybody else is caught in a mass shooting, that second or two it takes for that person to put a new cartridge in could be enough time for somebody to run and save their life. I said, however, a mass shooter, you know, somebody that's a mass shooter is going to bring a bunch of cartridges anyways. Right. I mean, that second or two second could be, could be the difference. Right. Um, I also don't have a problem with guns are taken away from people that are mentally ill. We saw what happened in Maine a couple weeks ago where a gun instructor killed several people. And we were lucky that, you know, he took his own life there because I was really concerned about the police there, you know, having to take this guy down there. But Connecticut is very tough. If you have a criminal conviction, uh, it is very tough to get a firearm. And depending on the conviction and how much time it lapsed, you know, I'm kind of uneasy about that because all it takes is somebody to make a false claim about you. And next, you, know, you know, depending on the town you live in, you could have your gun seized. You might not get them back. I have a friend that's had a mental issue. He, he didn't threaten anybody. He can't get his guns back. So, I mean, there needs to be some sort of commission there where, you know, more than just the police or politicians decide. But, but, but I'm not against guns being taken away because, you know, somebody's, somebody's a threat to themselves or obviously other people. But I think it's the one where the, uh, the gun owner, where you can't, if you're a private gun owner, you can't sell to somebody else there. You know, how much farther is that going to go? Well, you know, let me ask you this question before we get into that one, because I have some pretty, uh, you know, pretty uh, hard thoughts on that. And I'm sure it's going to upset a lot of people, but I really don't care. But... Do you honestly think that all of these uh, gun laws that are uh, put out in Connecticut, do you actually think they work? I think the only one that really works is, uh, and we haven't had a mess in with the, is the cartridges and maybe somebody having their gun taken away that's made prevented, you know, maybe one or two shootings I know in Vernon. Before Sandy Hook, a guy was trying to apply for his gun permit, and the Vernon police chief took too long. And the guy went out west and, you know, stabbed his father's girlfriend to death and then killed his father in a college classroom with a crossbow and a, and a knife. Had that guy had a gun, he would have probably taken a bunch of other people out. So, yes and no. If somebody, you know, in domestic cases, if somebody wants to, you know, unfortunately kill their partner, can do it with more than just a gun. It's the mass shootings there where it makes a difference. But, you know, the majority of violence in Connecticut by guns is, is illegal guns. So that's that's really the biggest issue. <clears throat> that's where you're seeing the most amount of people die is from illegal handguns. But, I mean, do you think that these Connecticut laws, I mean, 
who is more apt to be a victim of these new Connecticut laws, the law-abiding citizen or the criminal? Because we already know criminals don't follow laws. And well, people, do. they, don't, they don't follow laws. Criminals don't follow laws. Um, the concern is that, unfortunately, is that you know, a lot of these laws have been created because of the mass shootings. <clears throat> that's where, unfortunately, that's where the pressure goes. Well, you see, but there's there's pressure and there's reality. You know, the fact in Connecticut is that these laws really are only there to punish the law-abiding citizen because the criminal doesn't listen to laws. That's why he's a criminal. And people that have mental health issues aren't cognizant enough to care or understand the laws. So the only other person it falls on is uh, the law-abiding citizen. Um, my, my thought on this, <clears throat> and, you know, I've been in law enforcement for a long time. Uh, I think it's all bullshit. I think it's just made there as a, a, uh, a fake smokescreen to make the civilian population feel like they're safe and they're not. Um, I know a lot of the officers I work with think that these, these uh, laws only penalize the uh, good guy. And it's true. I mean, yeah, you know, here's the problem. If you take the number of people just in the state of Connecticut who <clears throat> own firearms compared to the mass shootings, the murderers, this and that, you know, it's under 1%. So what are these laws really doing? What they're doing is they're restricting everybody's rights. Like in my thought is, okay, <clears throat> well, you don't want me to sell my gun in Connecticut. And this is what's really crazy, and a lot of people don't realize this, is before you sell, can sell a gun in Connecticut, you used to have to call up the state police. They would do a background check while you were on the phone about concerning the buyer. If the buyer background came back clear, the state would give you a number. You put the number on the sales thing. They would get a copy. <clears throat> buyer would get a copy. Seller would get a copy. The same things they're doing in the gun stores that are selling the guns. Uh, so really, this is not doing, I mean, it's pissing a lot of people off, and I'll be first admit it. I, it pisses me off. Not that I, not that I um, sell a lot of guns, but, you know, sometimes I want to look for deals. And uh, what if these were done at police stations? What's the difference? What's the matter? It doesn't matter. I mean, the location doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you know, the gun, the, a gun store isn't the police station. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter. But, but they, they, you know, they have a reputation. They, they, you know, they need to make sure that they're following the rules and so forth. Or they lose their, you know, gun license. They can't, they can't sell. Well, but, but here's the thing: is once that state issues you a number for sales of a gun, they, the state themselves have already done a background on the person you're selling the gun to. Same thing as the store. There's no difference. I mean, there's absolutely no difference. So, my thought on it is. <clears throat> Say I have a gun. The gun's worth $400. I want to sell the gun. Maybe I want $300 for it. 
So now you're telling me I got two options. Either I can go and have a middleman, a guy with a, uh, you know, a gun store who's going to charge me 50 to 100 bucks to sell it. So now I'm losing 100 bucks on something I've already paid for and want to make money on. Or <clears throat> I can go to a gun store who's going to and sell it to them who's going to offer me a third of the price. Well, well, you're right about that. So I'm, right. so I'm not going to lose any money because the state is coming up with more bullshit laws that don't work. I'm going to put the I'm going to advertise the gun out of state to a, a a state that's not a communist state because you know Connecticut we are turning into a communist state. You can't own this, you can't do this. I mean, it's communist Connecticut is what we're, we're where we live. Um, and I had bought a few firearms uh, for my son. You know, when he turned 18, I was going to sign him over to him. Now I can't because uh, of this. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I'm just giving them to him. I'm not having to fill out shit. I'm just giving it to him. Here, here you go. You know, because if you think that I'm going to continuously get plummeted to the ground by these laws that neophytes make continuously, and they don't, let me tell you what. Anybody that's out there that thinks these stop crime are idiots. They don't. You, you, okay, let's take let's let's take a you know and this is where the problem starts. The problem starts with the state of Connecticut itself. There are people that have medical conditions, psychological conditions that should have been red flagged. They don't do that. Because it's well, a that's the most important thing we've seen with several of these mass shootings. Right, right. But you see, that's the problem. The HIPAA, the HIPAA law says that they cannot give away the their diagnosis or the medication. However, if they are a threat, you can you can red flag it. We don't. If a person has been an addict or an alcoholic or involved in domestic violence. It's not red flagged. Well, maybe the domestic violence is, but the, anybody that's, that has gone into a, any type of rehab or rehabilitation for any type of addiction problem, I'm sorry, you can't own a gun. Because it, they're more likely to come out and do the same thing over. And when you're under the influence, you are not, you shouldn't have a gun. You, don't, you do not have rational thinking. Well, the second time I bought a firearm, on one of the major chains, and the guy was, I was talking to the person selling me the firearm, and he was making a comment that he said, you know, we, you know how he had uh, turned down selling the gun to somebody because the person reeked of marijuana. He says, I'm not selling this gun. Right, and, and, it, and it's illegal for a, a person in the state of Connecticut that has a marijuana card to have a pistol permit. So why aren't we pulling... Why are, why are we not pulling the pistol permits uh, from people that are now have medical cards for marijuana? You know, well, but but right. But here's the problem. It's the same reason you don't let somebody that's an alcoholic. Listen, I don't care what kind of drug you do. You are not at some point you are not mentally cognizant. You don't, you don't need a gun. 
you shouldn't have a gun. Your judgment is impaired. I don't give a shit if you think it is or isn't. It's impaired. And and there you go. And this is this is the part where people really get pissed off at me. But I'm going to tell it like it is. One of the biggest problems we have is Sandy Hook. Well, after a situation like that, well, listen, the is, there was so much pressure. He had to, act, he had to do something. To listen, but you don't react because of pressure. You react because things are going to strategically do something. You know, listen, and, I, and I'm going to tell you something, and a lot of people out here aren't going to hear it. You know, <clears throat> Columbine was a preventable shooting for a year prior to the two suspects uh, shooting up Columbine High School. They had put a manifesto of what they were going to do on uh, MySpace. The school knew about it. They failed to contact law enforcement. Okay, preventable. But after that happened, this, the school systems throughout the United States uh, <clears throat> came up with procedures locking people out, uh, requesting ID, cameras, school resource officers, uh, security, which, believe it or not, <clears throat> up until um, the Sandy Hook incident in 2012, the, the school shootings were almost down at the the single digits because of all the security. Um, so, and, you know, you always have a variable, and one of the variables was Virginia Tech. The suspect there had, over a year's period of time, had put himself on YouTube with guns, knives, hammers, uh, axes, swords, and the health department the psychologists of the school knew about this. But again, after the fact, they tried to shield themselves with the HEPA law because they failed to contact anybody. And this is what happens. You see, everybody wants the laws and the police to to handle their problems. But when you're aware of a, situ- excuse me, <coughs> a situation like that, you should... Notify somebody. So, and Sandy Hook was no different. Sandy Hook was no different. You had a uh, um, a, a negligent parent knowing that her son had a mental health issue, giving him access, uh, number access into a a gun vault, which contained... Not only firearms, but ammunition. Okay? Totally neglect neglect at, at, its, at its max. Um, you know, unfortunately, she became a victim. And, again, we have a mentally unstable person. <clears throat> goes into a school. Well, let me ask you a question there. Yep. Since she had a semi-automatic uh, weapon. Well, I, you know what, I, I, I wouldn't object to that. I mean, it's one thing; it's a, it's a revolver. Well, you know, there's only so many people you can get with a revolver. You know, if we want to expand that a little bit, I would have no problem with um, 
if you're going to buy that type of weapon, uh, if you do a, an extended background check, and everybody in the house, you know, both a mental and criminal, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, let's face it, you know, the state of Connecticut says all the guns have to be stored in a safe uh, location. However, that and the kid in Florida that you know shot up the high school, the right. Parkland school, he had so many, um, you know, abundance uh, with the law. Never should have been allowed to have a gun. Right. The minute he tried to apply for one, they should have arrested him. That's where the whole system fell apart. Well, you know, you know what it is? It's a failure of the administration. It's a failure of people with knowledge doing anything to prevent these type of uh, incidents. Now, in Sandy Hook, okay, that was, I mean, you know, I'm only a couple towns over. And, I mean, that was one of the most tragic events that has happened in Connecticut you know, as far as I can remember. But here's the problem. You had all of these groups attempting to, you know, they want this gun company closed, they want that gun company closed, they want this done, they want that ban, they want this. But what they did <clears throat> since 2012, every day, when you, when you hear the word Sandy Hook, what do you think of? The shooting. Right. So that town, these people have forever destroyed that town. That town is never going to be looked at like a, a well, town. Well, new town, new towns, I mean, Sandy Hook is just like kind of like a village. Right, but nobody is going to look at anything with Sandy Hook as anything positive. I mean, now, new town, people will still think, yeah, well, new town, but then they'll, then they'll also think of the shooting. Right. Well, when you say Sandy Hook, that's the first thing that comes to mind. When you say new right. town, right. there may be, that may be the second, third, or fourth thing that comes up. Right. So <clears throat> the basic the basic substance of the town um, has been destroyed. And, you know, it's bad enough that that incident happened there. But the continuous recycling of it. Do you realize since Sandy Hook and all of these commercials that they've done? And you could check this statistically and you're going to find out I was right. The number of school shootings in the United States have gone up 300 percent. Well, I know in the 90s there was a a problem with that. Right. Well, the 90s was statistically was kind of a low number after Sandy Hook, after 90, I'm not Sandy Hook, but Columbine in 99. And once everything got locked down, it was kind of stable until 2012. But here's the problem. You know, when you continuously reiterate the same information, now we have people out there that are called one-uppers. They're Sandy Hook one-uppers. And people, a lot of people haven't heard the term Sandy Hook one-uppers, but you know what they're doing? Is these are the people that are mentally disturbed, the people sitting in mom's basement waiting to get one-up on everybody. You know, it might not be school kids they hate, but where are they? They hear Sandy Hook. They're going to a school to do it. They hate everybody at their job. Well, their job may may be a place that if it was shot up, maybe people wouldn't think about it that much. A school? So these these people that the Sandy Hook thing is creating are Sandy Hook one-uppers. They're, they are attempting to, because it's, you know, you get brainwashed. Like, I'll tell you what, I listened to a radio station in Connecticut, and um, it's WPLR. Down in uh, uh, down in Milford now, 
and it's like every month or so, Sandy Hook comes up. I just shut the radio off. Because what these people don't realize is, and they'll tell you, well, you know, we, we don't we don't we don't mention the people's name, the suspect's name, because we don't want to give him any attention. But you are. You're giving the whole rest of the world that's looking for a reason. You're giving them an idea. And you may think I'm bullshitting you, but look at the statistics of shootings that have gone up throughout the United States, just in schools. It's not a good idea to continuously mention it. I'm not saying it wasn't traffic, uh, tragic, because it was. And this, this idiot, uh, this Jones, this one that thinks everything's a conspiracy theory, I, you know, I don't know what rock he crawled out from under. But the fact is that you cannot continuously reiterate this. One, because the town forever will be destroyed until they stop talking about it. I'm not saying that it's any less tragic. The gun laws, are they working? No, they're not. I'll be honest with you. The gun laws aren't working at all. As a matter of fact, look at Chicago and New York. The toughest gun laws in the United States have the, most homi the highest homicide rate. It doesn't work. The only people that are being affected are the law-abiding citizens. You know, and that's that's pretty that's pretty rotten. It's pretty. It's pretty. Actually, it really sucks. You know, my thought is, uh, once I'm ready to leave, I'm out of the state. I'm going. You know, because you know, yeah, I like to I like to target shoot. I like to skeet shoot. I like to trap shoot. I like to hunt. But every time I turn around, this state is shoving some new law regulation down my throat. And you know what? If I had done something to deserve it, okay. But when I haven't and you're doing it, you know what? And what these what these people don't realize, and, and when I call people neophytes, and I'll tell you, one of my biggest, uh, and you and I had talked about it, one of my biggest uh, <clears throat> uh, podcasts, I got a... Uh, that got reviewed was when, uh, when I called uh, Redifite, uh, Reddit, the neophyte land, land of the neophyte, uh, <clears throat> because people come up with these homemade ideas that have no substance or truth to them, and then they believe them to be true. Like a friend of mine once said, perception is reality, even if it's not true. Um in this case, this is what we're doing. I mean, we're, you know, everybody's, you know, believing that these gun laws and stuff are helping. No, they're not doing shit. You know, these gun buybacks, these are the big, these are the fakest self-security blankets I've ever seen. What criminal do you know turns in a stolen gun? None. Okay? So while you're disarming the honest people, you're really promoting, you're promoting the criminal. And then the worst to come out of it in Connecticut is now you're tying the, the cops' backs, hands behind their backs so they can't do anything to anybody because everybody's afraid of 
uh, oh my God, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time you don't give a shit about people's feelings and do what's right. You know? But, um, yeah, no, this, this this topic really pissed my ass off. I mean, you know, it's like, <clears throat> and you know what? If I have to sell a gun out of state, I'll sell it out of state. You know, I got property here, I got property in another state. I, I doesn't bother me. I want to buy some type of gun that I can't buy here. <clears throat> I just buy it there. That's all. You know, it's, it's not a big deal for me. But why should I have to do that? Why should I have to do that? I pay a ton of taxes in this state. You know, and if you think about it, Connecticut, in the 1800s, even before the 1800s, the only businesses, production businesses that were making money in the state of Connecticut were firearms. Not only that, but what most of these neophytes don't realize is that the first woman athlete in an athletic event for a female was held in Danbury, Connecticut. And her name happened to be Annie Oakley. She was a skeet shooter. But this, these are the these are the things that, especially these younger people in their twenties, thirties. You know what? These people don't know anything. They, you're listening to all the rhetoric. Listen, I'm not. You know, listen. I know the law enforcement side of it. I know what <clears throat> what's going to. You know what does work and what doesn't work. And when I <clears throat> honestly tell you that these gun laws do not work, they support the criminal but not the law-abiding citizen. I'm telling you that. And I'm being truthful about it. I don't care what any politician's telling you. I don't care what any, any chief is telling you. I don't care about that because they're not correct. They're wrong. So, you know, with that being said, you know, you know, what, you know, what else can you say? Yeah. You know, and you and I haven't discussed it now about with all the violence going on now, I mean, literally because the cops can't do anything in this state anymore, you have to be armed to protect yourself. I mean, that's that's how it is. I mean, yep, just exactly. And, and it's scary. It's scary because you know, uh, normally yeah, the, marine, the marine that uh, choked out the guy in the subway, right, homeless man, and I was charged. Yeah, for what? Because he's doing the right thing. You see, here's the problem. The prosecutors, the law enforcement, and I'm telling you from the experience I, I know, are more interested in an arrest because it appeases someone. Okay, there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of cases, and, and I, you know, I look at things as a reality. There are a lot of cases people don't need to be charged for things. But the the generation of cops now have been brainwashed into believing, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you there's not real cr criminals and there's not real danger out there. But, you know, sometimes you have to use your own discretion and not let the public make that discretion up for you. You know, and, um, 
You know, here, here, like I said, what we're talking about is all all based on um, politicians wanting you to make make them think. You know what? You want to make you want to make the this thing. If somebody's caught with a firearm during a crime, you put them the fuck away for ten years. Okay. But nowadays, you can buy your way out of anything. So, you know, with that being uh, with that being said, I mean, the problem is they want laws enforced. They want this done. They want that done. And when they get in front of a judge, especially when a firearm's involved, <clears throat> everything's viable. Everything doesn't matter if somebody's killed. Everything's viable. You know, it's 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 disgusting. Well, Mike, I know we definitely went off on a quite a quite a conversation with this uh, this question there. Um, you, you you know what would be scary, Terry, if these people actually that come up with this bullshit went to a gun store and watched how many people actually shoot, how many people actually buy guns, this and that, <clears throat> and what the state doesn't realize is, you know. Everybody laughs that the majority of the people in Connecticut are leaving because of the taxes. It's not because of the taxes. I'm going to tell you right out flat, it's because of the gun laws. I, I've known over 25 people that have left because they're not dealing with this bullshit, and I'm going to be 26 pretty soon. You know, I, I'm not dealing with this shit. You know, I'm not a criminal. You know? I'm not a criminal. Why am I being treated like one? Oh, it's for the safety. It's for the safety. And whose fake bullshit are you trying to sell? You're no safer today than you were yesterday or the day before or the day after. It's always variables. And you can't control a variable. And that's just how life is. And you know what? Until they start doing stuff about it with the mental health and letting the cops do their job. Nothing's ever going to get accomplished. That's don't true. don't go after it. Don't go after the law-abiding citizen because you can't figure out your own shit. Yep. So, but anyways, Mike. Okay. I, uh, I, uh, I guess that's about it for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we tired them out. Well, I gotta I gotta hit the gym and do some uh, cardio. So uh, it was too cold today to do anything. I I already did that this morning. Oh. So you did when it was really cold. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, and I'm I'm getting too old for that. But um, until then, until our next conversation, I will uh, I will talk to you, uh, talk to you on the rebound. Okay. Very good.